Time for Fact Checker. This is where we debunk misinformation based on real evidence, real facts, setting the record straight. Joining us, as always, is our resident fact checker, Adam Rowe. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Henry. We are going to be talking first about uh, something that's been really, if you look at uh, the coverage on the portals, as well, especially the, the business uh, dailies, those newspapers, man, there is a lot of talk about Lee uh, Gani and the mm-hmm. son, uh, Lee Jae-yong, and, and their, their great sacrifices and, and all of these wonderful things that they're doing for the country. Yeah. Um, let's first talk about the one that really kind of uh, broke out in a big way last week, which was uh, Lee Gani's assets and this uh, subsequent inheritance pa- tax that the offspring mm-hmm. uh, had to pay. And certainly a lot of um, praise in regards to Um, how much they donated and how much they're paying in taxes. There have been some claims now going about, and and I guess uh, more in line with uh, defending or or supporting this uh, family, this this Samsung family, that Korea has the highest inheritance taxes, very onerous. Uh, First, Mm. let's fact check that. Is that Mm. true? Well, uh, let's look at how much uh, Egoni left behind. He left about about, uh, 26 trillion won worth of assets in total. Now, the inheritance tax amounts to about 12 trillion won of that. And uh, so, yes, there have been calls that it is one of the largest uh, inheritance tax bills in South Korea and globally as well in history and therefore should be lowered. Now, it is true that the amount is high when compared to other countries. That's the actual taxable rate. Now, the inheritance tax on assets over... 30 billion won in Korea is up to 50%. Now, that's the second highest in the OECD, in fact, after Japan. Mm -hmm. But that 50% is the maximum tax rate. So the reality is that the actual amount taxed is actually far less if we look at the the stats. Now, there are a lot of factors when determining tax rates. It depends on the asset and the cases for tax reductions as well. So if you're eligible for some tax deductions, then you can enjoy those. Now, National Assembly data shows that as of 2019, the actual amount of inheritance tax that was levied averaged just over 28%. So that's just over half of the maximum Mm. rate that's uh, applied. Mm. Uh, So it's actually hard to say that Korea has the highest uh, inheritance tax in the world in reality. Um, But in the case of E, the amount is so big, so of course the subsequent amount of tax is bound to be higher. Just the numbers just uh, add up. And uh, also since the majority of the assets are shares, there are kind of additional taxes and surcharges that apply. Uh, Plus since shares are tied to kind of corporate succession as well. The tax rate is uh, somewhat higher as well than uh, other normal assets. Now, financial circles say that the uh, high tax rate for ease shares is kind of seen as a a crackdown of the management monopoly. There's been kind of that stance as well. Samsung, of course, says it's uh, paying its dues. Uh, It's also donating one trillion of those taxes, you know, to a a good cause uh, in doing their corporate duty, in their view anyway. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there have been these Kind of a for and against the kind of opinions on it, but um, it is a large amount nonetheless. <laughs> it's a big amount. And so, as you say, technically speaking, it's not the highest in the world, but right. it, it's, it's a high tax rate. Yeah. But it, it's kind of silly in terms of how they've been kind of making this um, kind of case that the sacrifice is so great by uh, this yeah. family. And I, I'm not sure how much sympathy there is played for average Joes like you and I who, you know, yeah. are trying to make our car, car payments. <laughs> and we're talking about people kind of uh, tossing around. Around trillions of won, like exactly. his pocket change. One interesting comparison I heard was people saying, well, Egoni is paying so much more than a guy like Steve Jobs. Right. And, and it's pun intended, but it's an mm. apples to oranges <laughs> comparison here, well, right? Because first of <laughs> yeah. all, Steve Jobs was never, um, was never jailed for embezzling and, and yeah, slush funds. Mm. He, uh, Steve Jobs never schemed to have 
let's say, for example, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs Jr. take over the company and with, the, with this manipulative yeah. um, stock-sharing scheme that took place, he was essentially a salaried CEO of that company. After right. He did found the company, but it was nothing like in terms of his shareholder yeah. rights that he could just come in and then take over any time. He had to leave after some discord, mm-hmm. and then he came back, and he came back as a CEO, very mm-hmm. different from being an owner-operator right. of one of the largest um, conglomerates in the world. Yeah, and this is kind of something that's not really... Uh, Many foreign viewers will probably look at this and find it weird, but this kind of whole situation is kind of quintessential to kind of Korean corporate culture and uh, the chebars and all that stuff. And uh, it's not something that you usually see. You mentioned Apple, like a lot of uh, Silicon Valley companies are kind of the same way as uh, what they'd seen with uh, Steve Jobs. They're kind of uh, salary CEOs. And uh, yeah, here it's all about the tax and inheritance and who gets what. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not just Samsung. I mean, this argument could happen to any other conglomerate. I think there is something uniquely Korean about this. Uh, they, they, get, they are very much criticized by yeah. kind of people like us in, in terms of their, their uh, affluence and also behavior in terms of yeah. uh, how they conduct themselves. But at the same time, there's this public fascination with them. It's almost like mm. short of uh, not having a royal family ourselves, there is sort of like that kind of fascination, the <laughs> gossip about point, their yeah. family and what they're doing yeah. that sort of takes that place, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm from the UK, so a lot of British people are fascinated with the yeah, royal yeah. family. They see them in the tabloids all the time. Personally, I'm not really a fan. Right. But uh, yeah, in Korea, I think that's like that, their kind of escape and the, you know, they're kind of the dream world. And oh, if I had that yeah. kind of money, and, and all what those would dramas it be like? and miniseries <laughs> yeah. depictions of these families yeah. and all that. So uh, that, that is there, and that is why there is this uh, fascination, and that's why the media kind of writes it up, uh, mm-hmm. as well as, of course, the, the advertising uh, component yeah. of it, with Samsung <laughs> being the biggest uh, by far uh, paid mm-hmm. advertiser here in the country. Let's talk about another controversy. The former Justice Minister Trumier in hot water over some wording she used in a Facebook post to, once again, defend um, News Kongjang here, TBS EFM, and uh, Kim, Kim Ojun. There was an expression that was used that was criticized as being offensive to uh, disabled people. Um, I guess first we have to talk about the actual intent. Was there really malicious harm intended? Well, of course, uh, in Chu's eyes, there wasn't. And um, if we look at the kind of the background, uh, it kind of appears that she didn't really have any ill intent. But since this is kind of a Korean post. I'll try my best to mm. make it understandable in English. Now, um, now she did, did not, she used the phrase "wenun," uh, which basically means one-eyed, and uh, she denies that that phrase was used in an offensive term. Uh, she wrote in her post that people should not be attacking News Factory when it's reporting with both eyes open, while other media outlets are engaged in one-eyed reporting. That's kind of a literal transla- uh, uh, translation of the kind of the phrasing in question. Now it appears she was trying to say that News Factory is not. Politically biased, while others while others are, so it's wrong to attack the show. That was kind of her mm. main intent of using that term. Um, she said herself that she had no ill intent, even providing a dictionary definition of the phrase in question after getting this backlash. Uh, however, civic groups are saying that she was using a known disability to express negativity and therefore was being offensive. Uh, one group pointed out that the use of one-eyed to signify skewed vision, whether in a political sense or otherwise, was in a appropriate. Now, so if we look at the dictionary definition that you issued, uh, it says that one-eyed means literally 
seeing with one eye instead of two or seeing with one eye closed. Other meanings uh, in that dictionary definition include skewing views to one side. So it seems the term one-eyed in Korean anyway can mean a skewed view, stance or opinion. Uh, it's different from using the phrase one-eyed person. So actually specifying that it is a one-eyed person in Korean it's known as w e n u n b a g i or e k k u n u n i And someone suffering from cyclopia, which would have been offensive because that's the medical uh, term for the disability. Uh, but in Korean, the two phrases are often used um, or confused as the same meaning. So Chu should see that the term could upset disabled uh, people and their supporters. And also there have been calls from civic groups for many years uh, for politicians and other public officials to avoid kind of using phrases that have uh, connotations of disabilities to express kind of ne- negative sentiment. And um, yeah, this is something that Chu... probably should have been aware of and it was a little bit short-sighted so, maybe should have been a bit careful right. in her wording and as you are um, pointing out she herself is saying that um, there was no ill intent and mm. the, the context in which she was phrasing was a commonly used way of kind of just talking about well right. Some people are open-minded and other people are kind of closed off or they have, I guess the English phrase kind of horse with blinders on or kind of uh, you have a myopic kind of Mm. view on things. And so um, that was sort of the analogy she was trying to go for. Mm. It's interesting because, as you say, there are certain, let's say, disabled advocacy groups, particularly those who are suffering from the specific disability who um, could take offense, should take offense and maybe Mm. should call it out. However, it... became politicized where you saw a lot of people who don't necessarily have anything to do or a track record of advocating for Mm. these groups really come out and and, kind of throw attacks at her, including people from the justice minister. Chung Hye-young was really one of the most uh, Mm. prominent uh, politicians who came out against her in saying that. And so certainly um, the criticism kind of built up to a point where Chu had to actually respond to it in kind and and give her side of the story. It kind of also kind of similarly goes about with, as you said, politicians should be aware of these things, Mm. is in the lead up to the by-elections, I think most people probably don't remember now Mm. because it's all in the past, but Oh Se-hoon, when he was running as a candidate, there came, they drugged up old video clips of him mm. uh, at the Taegeuki rallies with Chung Gwang-hoon. Mm. And then he was talking about Moon Jae-in and kind of really lambasting him, really mm. sounding very um, ultra right-wing. And talked about uh, um, Moon Jae-in president uh, mm. and associating him with the term in Korean chime, right? Which right. is uh, yeah. senility or kind of being kind of uh, doddering as an old person. Mm. And that, again, brought a backlash mm. with um, advocacy groups for those people who said, You can't just throw that around and and Mm. expect that to not offend us. And so I think overall, I guess the point you're making is that everybody involved, especially public uh, individuals or officials, have to be a little bit mindful of that kind of sensitivity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, public officials should definitely... She's not the only one, and also as well. And there are many others. Kim Mo-sung as well. Uh, There's been problems from, you know, the... kind of a racial kind of slur uh, for what many people saw back in the, in the day with it, when they were doing this kind of voluntary service with the coal and how uh, they had put it on the skin and said, oh, you look like a black person. Right, so, right, I mean, it's just right. A, it's a bit tasteless, I mean, and they should be a bit aware of, uh, they are in the public uh, eye, so they should be careful with their wording, whether they do, do have ill intent or not.
All right, one more story to go here, Adam. The uh, Korean government's decision to give temporary stay visas to undocumented migrant children, some backlash to that. Uh, critics saying that uh, this would essentially give them permanent residency because they just have to renew this every year. Can you uh, fact check this for us? Right. So the visas will go out to illegal migrant children who were born and lived here in Korea for at least 15 years. So they would have had to have been here for some time. Now, the policy which runs until February 25th, Uh, 2025, so it's on a kind of a trial run, a very long trial run at that, uh, is limited to children who graduated from elementary school before February 28th, 2021. Uh, Middle or high school kids will be granted what's known as a D4 visa, and those who already graduated from high school will get a one-year G1 visa. Now, for the sake of the children, their parents will also be given temporary stay permits, but they will have to pay a fine for illegal entry and stay anyway, although they will be granted temporary stay. Uh, The Justice Ministry says those who benefit from the policy should dutifully attend school and comply with the local laws or the permits could be revoked. Uh, The Ministry says that the limits on the scope and duration of the policy are meant to prevent the policy from being abused as a way of illegal immigration. Uh, Critics argue that illegal immigrants benefiting uh, from this visa would easily be granted extensions every year and and, uh, so practically just stay in Korea for as long as they want. Uh, The ministry says that's not the case and they're putting in these regulations to um, stop that, uh, such uh, exploitation that is. And there will be a strict review of whether these children and their parents are abiding by the policy rules when applying for extension every year in terms of the the G1 visa. Uh, The one-year G1 visa is also given only on the condition that recipients either start university or get a job. So these are for the graduates, uh, high school graduates, uh, so they need to actively be uh, studying in higher education or participating in the economy. Uh, So if they fail to stick to those rules, they will be deported and possibly banned from re-entry as well. Yeah, there's a slight xenophobic aspect to people Mm. who don't like this idea, but it's similar to in the US, there was something called the Dreamers Act during the Obama administration where a lot of children who were either, um, they were born overseas, but they came at such a young age that through no fault of their own Mm. um, are basically very much culturally acclimatized here in Korea. And to to them, there is this aspect. First of all, it increases transparency of the whole situation Mm. in terms of undocumented workers and children. But at the same time, it also gives those people a little bit of a sort of clarity in their situation as Mm. well. uh, And and of course, uh, making sure that uh, people are, uh, that there aren't any blind spots in Mm. the system. I mean, this whole system itself, there's there's a lot of controversy and debate over it, whether it is going to be effective or not. As I mentioned, these parents will be fined anyway. Um, but that fine is a hefty amount. And usually these people don't really have that higher income. So pr- they'll probably end up just leaving the country anyway. Yeah. And there's been that kind of argument. So yeah, so it's a kind of a, a sticking point at the moment. Certainly is. Adam, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Always appreciate it. Talk to you again soon. See you next week.